This is All of It. I'm Allison Stewart, live from the WNYC studios in Soho. Thank you for sharing part of your day with us. This week, we kicked off our Big Picture series, our yearly look at those nominated for Academy Awards who work behind the scenes. We just heard from sound designer Johnny Byrne about his work on The Zone of Interest. It was fascinating. Earlier this week, we spoke with Jennifer Lame, who is up for Best Editing for Oppenheimer. Next week, we'll hear from the 29-year-old composer who wrote the score for Poor Things, Skin Hendricks, and later this hour we'll speak to costume designer Jacqueline West. But for Killers of Flower Moon. But first, let's get this started with someone who is nominated for her work in front of the camera for both an Oscar and a BAFTA, which are being held this weekend in London. London, Sandra Hewler. Actor Sandra Hewler is in the rare position of having played the lead role in two of this year's Academy Awards Best Picture nominees. In Anatomy of a Fall, she plays a character named Sandra, a successful novelist who is accused of killing her husband by pushing him out of the window of their French chalet. She's more successful than he is, and it's a source of tension in their marriage. And when their fighting comes to light, she finds herself a suspect. She insists that she is innocent that her husband must have fallen somehow or even jumped, but the evidence seems inconclusive, and over the course of the trial, even her own son starts to doubt her innocence. And in the harrowing Best Picture nominee, The Zone of Interest, Sandra plays Hedwig Haas, the wife of Rudolf Haas, the commandant of Auschwitz. The only thing that separates the concentration camp and their lovely home and gardens where their children frolic is a wall and some wire. The flow of their daily lives seems banal, almost boring, until you pay attention to the sounds of screaming in the background or you notice the glimpse of soldiers around the property or you think about how Hedwig got her nice new fur coat. Sandra Hewler is nominated for an Oscar for Best Actress in a Leading Role for her performance in Anatomy of a Fall. Both films are up for Best Picture. Both directors, Justine Trier and Jonathan Glazer, are nominated as well. And Sandra is up for a BAFTA this weekend. Here is my conversation with Sandra Hewler. Let's start by talking about Anatomy of a Fall. You play Sandra, a successful novelist who's accused of murdering her husband Samuel by pushing him out the window into the snow. Your characters' names are Sandra and Samuel, and the same names as you and your co-star. You're Sandra and your co-star is Samuel. Was that always the case? Was that in the script? It was in the draft of the script that that came to me. Yeah, it was there from the beginning. That's so odd. Yeah, I don't know. Justine, I, I just learned at a Q&A that Justine did it that way because she thought she could manipulate me into accepting when it's my name. But she didn't know me that good back then. Oh. Um, no, she wrote it for me. And I think maybe she also had some essays in mind from the beginning. But I don't know. I cannot. You have to ask her. Oh my gosh, I love that story. I love that idea that Justine wanted you so much that she named the character for you in the hopes that you would say yes. Why did you say yes? Oh, I said yes because the script was so breathtaking and because I found it so on point and modern and so many questions were in it that were related to my life and the life of my friends. And I had never seen anything as feminist for years uh, and I found it really bold to create a character like that and to create a conflict like that and to let it work on so many levels um yeah it was just there was no question uh if i would do it or not 
What do you think is feminist about the script? Um, it is working with a lot of assumptions that are made about women uh, who are successful and who are talented. And um, it is about the, yeah, the struggle to 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 maintain a certain balance of power in a relationship when one person is more successful. I think that works with uh, gender, uh, uh, not, uh, how do you say? Dynamics? No, like in, in the other way around, uh, uh, switch. If you would switch a gender, it would mm. work this way. I think she's playing also with a lot of cliches about men. Uh, she lets Sandra do a lot of things that normally men do. But when women do them, we feel uncomfortable with it. And the question is why. Um, the We get a lot of talking about if she's a good mother, for mm -hmm. instance. Some people feel that she's an unusual mother or an, even a bad mother or a cold woman or whatever, which is not at all what I was thinking when I tried to play this woman. Um I just think she's very respectful with the people in her environment um, and she's handling a lot of things without complaining about it. And um, that's also something that is expected from women that they do. And uh, yeah, so that's one part. Mm -hmm. We The movie opens with a scene and Sandra, your character, is having this, she's trying to engage with another woman, an admiring female student and She's there. She's trying. They're trying to have a moment uh, where they can really talk to each other and they can really sort of plug into each other. But her husband is blasting music so loud that they can't really talk. It, it's, it becomes intrusive. What does this opening scene tell us about this marriage? So funny the questions. Uh, um, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's for the spectator to to say what it tells about this marriage. What does, Sandra, I, what does Sandra think about the marriage in that moment? I don't think she thinks about the marriage at that moment. Uh, she just thinks about how she can solve this problem at that time and how she can like, uh, make, make peace in this situation because it's unbearable. Uh, the, the conflict between what her husband wants and what she wants and what the expectations of that woman are. Uh, and there's a child in the house too. Are too the, these things are so different from each other that you just cannot handle the situation properly. One of the pivotal moments in this film is this recorded fight between Sandra and Samuel which gets played at the trial. I'd love to play a little bit of it and we can talk about it on the other side. This is from Anatomy of a Fall. You complain about the life that you chose. You are not a victim. Not at all. Your generosity conceals something dirtier and meaner. You're incapable of facing your ambitions and you resent me for it, but I'm not the one who put you where you are. I've nothing to do with it. You're not sacrificing yourself, as you say. You choose to sit on the sidelines because you're afraid. Because your pride makes your head explode before you can even come up with the little jam of an idea. And now you wake up and you're 40 and you need someone to blame. And you're the one to blame. What's the source of her anger in that moment? so funny the more i listen to it it seems like a song mm. it really has a melody to it um the source of her anger is the constant complaint of her husband that he is not getting what he deserves and she is telling him that he has to take care of it himself she's not 
is not her bodega. She cannot, mm-hmm. she cannot um, nurse him. He has to do it himself. We learn that this character has moved to this remote place with her husband. She doesn't speak French particularly well. How does isolation factor into how Sandra's feeling about her marriage, about where she is in her life? I think not so much. It's not, uh, I think it's not so much the isolation. Mm. I think Sandra is somebody who can deal with a lot of situations. That's what she's stating in the trial as well. She can work wherever, whenever she likes. It's something that drives her husband mad because he can't. Um, But it is more her ability to accept situations the way they are require like this the same skill from the person that she is living with otherwise mm-hmm. this concept doesn't work and he can't he's constantly complaining about everything that's going on and either a couple has an agreement that they deal with the things as they are or they want to change them but both of them have different approaches to the problem my guest is Sandra Hewler She's in Anatomy of a Fall, nominated for Leading Actress for an Oscar for Anatomy of a Fall. Also, she plays Hedwig in The Zone of Interest. Justine Trier is your director on this film. What is something, what experience did you have working with her that was unique? Something that you hadn't experienced with another director? <laughs> oh, um, well, it's she's kind of a mix of everything, uh, Justine. You can't really grab this person. Mm. She is very, very unique. Uh, she has a very free way of working without making an attitude. Of course, she's not uh, somebody who's showing off with anything or hiding anything. She's very, very honest. Also about her own fears of failure. Uh, she is constantly involving everybody on set in the process. There is no exact hierarchy of who is making the decisions. She's considering almost every thought that's coming up. Um, she would never give you the feeling that she's playing a director. There are some directors who are really acting like directors, but they don't mm-hmm. direct. Mm-hmm. Just act as if they were. It's just a question of power sometimes. People choose this job just to rule. She doesn't... Um, it's very playful. It's very chill, actually. Mm-hmm. It really felt like a good day to meet and then do some work every day. Um, she's full of trust in the process of everybody. She respects the process of everybody. She knows a lot about human beings, and um, but she would never show off with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So she's very, how do you say, bescheiden. Um, yeah, she wouldn't. Yeah, she wouldn't brag about anything. I was listening to an interview, and you described how she uh, does, uh, and forgive me if I don't have the correct language, a lot of takes that mm-hmm. she lets you try it again and try it a different way. And at the end of at the end of it, she sort of collects them all and figures out what what works. What do you like about that as an actor working that way? Yeah, first of all, there's not so much rehearsal. So the rehearsal is recorded oftentimes. So the, like the process of inventing starts there. And it's not, there is no moment where you kind of warm up into something. That's Mm -hmm. when we meet in the morning, have our coffee, discuss what's going on. But as soon as we're in makeup and costume, this, the recording process starts. And at the same time, the rehearsal process. So you are in a constant 
state of exploration about how this could work. It's not somebody who's coming to set and saying that it works this way and I want you to achieve this and that. Mm -hmm. It's more of a how could it be and maybe I missed that point, maybe that point is much more important and maybe she isn't angry at that point how I thought it about it when I wrote it. Maybe it's something else or maybe I say I think it's really something else than it's written there. Can we try? And then she says, yes. So she's really open to all sorts of changes. And I think that's a, there is this great essay from Ursula K. Legain about the bag that we always assume that the first instrument that human beings were dealing with was a long, hard stick to kill other animals or humans or whatever. But actually it was a bag where people could put things in. And the more I think about this process, I feel it's a very female one to just collect and everything that you think is important could be important and look at it later when you're at home, putting it out, laying it out in front of you and then choose what is really useful and what isn't uh, in spite of having a goal and wanting to achieve it with that instrument that Mm -hmm. you can just you know, hunt for a certain situation that has to be that way. And if it's not on point that, then it's not, it's worthless and and you cannot use it. Um, And yeah, I very much appreciate that way of collecting material. That fight scene took, I believe I read about two days to to nail. Um, What happens over the course of the two days with a scene that's that intense? How do you keep up your energy? How do the takes change over the course of doing something that intense for two days? Oh, I don't need so much. Um, I mean, we know we knew what we wanted to achieve. We knew that this scene was very important. It's like the center of the mm-hmm. film. If we wouldn't make this conflict believable, if we wouldn't be able to create characters at the point that people would follow equally because there people are following the husband too they understand his problem as well um most of the times people connect either with him or with her Mm. but um we knew that if we would fail the whole concept of the film wouldn't work so there was a lot of pressure on it uh but at the same time i'm really good at ignoring this sort of pressure because it doesn't help me at all Mm. in the process so um So, yeah, we really tried to find out where they would be in the kitchen, how long it would take until one of them explodes, Mm. how long can you contain this tension between them, how long can she ignore that there's actually a conflict, how long would she try to calm him down, Um, and when is the point where she would not try that anymore and say this is the end of the conversation um, and speak her truth. Um, yeah, so it was a, yeah, as I said, a constant research on how this could go. And we always stopped on the first day. We stopped at the moment where she would explode because we felt that when you cross a certain line energetically in a scene, you, it's hard to go back to the beginning. Um, Um, when certain things are said as in a relationship, you cannot go, you cannot unsay them. Uh, so we shot the whole second part when it's really loud and when it becomes physical, which is just a sound recording. We didn't film the physical part mm-hmm. because we didn't want to hurt each other. Uh, we shot on the second day. 
you know, I was watching an interview. It's a fairly long interview you did, and it was so interesting because at the end, as the interviewer was just talking to you, she started to tear up and cry. She was so moved by the film. Um, and it was interesting to watch you console her. You were very gracious about it. Um, mm. Why do you think this film is is affecting people in that way? Do you do you know why? Do you have any thoughts? You know, if there was a concept to it, everybody could, you know, we would all make these films every day. Mm. Also, I am not in a luxury position to to uh, to be able to do that all the time. Um, I think that Justine, that's the first thing. Justine and Arthur, who wrote the script, have been, have gone to a place also as a couple that is not nice. It was very, I think it was a painful process to write the script. Mm. Also a very playful process at times, but at the same time, I, I mean, they really went to dark spaces, not as a couple, but in their imagination, you know, it's really you have to have really tough conversations to get to that point to write, uh, for example, uh, 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 an argument like that. It's like the best argument I've ever seen anywhere. Um, because it's not, it doesn't, how do you say? Oh, my English isn't enough, but it doesn't shown people. It doesn't make it easy for anybody and especially not for the persons who who write it. It doesn't hide anything. Mm -hmm. It's as open as open as possible, and it is very well observed. Um, yeah. So I think people connect to this sort of vulnerability that the 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 writers have have uh, contributed. How do you say that? To have given to the script mm -hmm. and to the audience. My guest is Sandra Hewler. She's in the rare position of playing the leading role in two of this year's Best Picture nominees, Anatomy of a Fall, which we've just been discussing. I would love to ask you a couple of questions about Zone of Interest, where you play Hedwig Haas, the wife of Nazi official Rudolf Haas, who is a commander at Auschwitz for many years. Hedwig and her family live in a beautiful house with this gorgeous garden that she's very, very proud of, and it's right abuts the concentration camp. So much of this film is about visuals and the sound. What were your thoughts when you read the script? Um, I have to admit that the script was not so important. Um, oh, interesting. The, the things that Jonathan and I and Christian were talking about, what is to achieve with this film or what we wanted to create, what he wanted to create as a feeling that would come out of it and the things that he would want to avoid in the narrative, on the narrative level, uh, this was important. The script doesn't have a story, really. Oh. And I found that really interesting because that's what we normally do. We write dramatic stories, but the whole thing that is actually important is happening behind this wall. And so he left out all sorts of climax or you know turning but whatever points in that script that you would normally have in a usual script which is probably a hard thing to do just to leave it out um so yeah as i said the script was not so much of the thing it was more the thing that he wanted to do with it and why he wrote it uh, that was interesting to me did you like that experience the filming experience of yeah with a, a, a scriptless script <laughs> Oh, the script, uh, a scriptless script. I found it necessary. Everything mm -hmm. about this film is, comes down to this one point. It's really necessary. 
uh, it's not a question of if I like it or not, if mm. it's good or not. It's just necessary. It was also necessary to shoot on location next to the former concentration camp of Auschwitz. It was necessary to use all of those cameras. Mm -hmm. It was necessary mm -hmm. to make it in German. Um, so all these decisions were very, very clear, hard sometimes, uh, and necessary. Yeah. <laughs> what research did you do into the real Hedwig Hoss, if any? None. Just I didn't do any research on her. I felt that we didn't do a biopic about these people. Mm -hmm. um, and when you start researching on somebody who has actually lived, it's always a labor of work, a labor of love. And I didn't, I really didn't feel in the position to give that to her. I really, really feels, felt strange to do her justice or anything like that. So I didn't even research on her. What kind of conversations did you have with your director, Jonathan Glazer, about how to navigate this role? Yeah, as I said, it was more about the overall thing that we wanted to achieve with this film, mm -hmm. the sort of discomfort that that the audience would feel and the questions they would have to ask themselves after they've seen the film. The modernity of filming, that we would not make a period piece that was really important I mean, the decisions considering the, I wouldn't even call a character. It's, it's, yeah, it's just the, I don't know, the figure of Hedwig Hoss who could have been anybody at that time. And also now it could be anybody who looks away, you know, um, that the costumes wouldn't really fit. Um, they kind of look beautiful, but at the same time, they were not for her. These little decisions, the hair thing that Valma Pokomsky decided to do, uh, taken from a photo, from an actual photo of the family, uh, that was so strange and hard to make. Uh, this was important. Also, the that Jonathan allowed me to stay away from that character. He didn't want me to uh, interact with her emotionally, trying to understand her, trying to deliver anything. It was just about portraying the phenomenon of ignorance and could have been, as I said, in anybody, in any form. Uh, those were the important conversations, I think. And it feels so important now, that idea of, of looking away. I know there are so many hard things in the world to look at, but we, we shouldn't really look away. I think that's yeah. a really interesting message in the film. Yes, I think so, too. Is there anything about this film that you haven't gotten to say that you've wanted to say? Watch it. <laughs> I would say watch this film. Uh, mm -hmm. And when I speak of discomfort, that doesn't mean that you cannot take it. It is also necessary. I think it's necessary to see it. Sandra Hewler, you can see her in Anatomy of a Fall and in The Zone of Interest. Sandra, thank you so much for making time today. I know you're really busy leading up to the Oscars. Thank you, Alison. Bye.